4: 10 minutes ago.
3: I'm ready and rolling, gentlemen. Frataloni's Ace <laughs> Such Hardware. It's a pleasure to be here. This is a you. Hallmark <laughs>
1: podcast. It's a Hallmark oh, podcast. That's right. I'm sorry. Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 700. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. September 23rd, 2021. Ooh. 90 degrees on this day on three occasions 1891, 1937, and 2017. And it was 30 degrees on this day in 1983.
3: It was, huh? Well, mm-hmm. first we got to play this because if this is 701.
1: This is 700. A 700, Chris. It's
3: 1201. 700. Man, <laughs> I'm going to fire that one off. And from the I think we should office. start over. Are we recording? <laughs> <Of the bumpers laughs> on at least of spoon. I didn't already. expect College that we'd get to 700. On production,
4: What's that supposed history? I don't know. <laughs> Sushire, I thought you would. I John didn't Hyden think I would,
1: yeah. And occasionally Kenny from the Krabi Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight, King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushiré. I've got exciting news. Yes? Coffee Monska will be joining us today. Nice. And we're going to replay for you in case you didn't hear it. Coffee Monska is a uh, African American woman. She's an attorney. She has children in the Roseville School District. And she her remarks were such a wonderful example of pushback at the Roseville uh, school board meeting last week that we've reached out to her and it turns out she's been a GLer for years. <laughs> she emailed me and said she knows all about the garage door opener and, uh, 48 hour rule and everything else. And, and, uh, so she's going to join us later in the show. So to set that up, I think we better play, uh, play the remarks that so, uh, compelled us to, to convince her to come on the air with us. Uh, but there are people who haven't heard it. And, uh, I can't give you or play for you a better example of pushback. In fact, you called it the definition, did you not? I think so. I think so.
5: I have three boys, two in Roseville schools. One, my, one of my kids especially is in a different school.
1: If it, she sounds a bit muffled, she's keep fumbling with a mask that she's been required to wear at, at the school board meeting. So sometimes she pulls it away from her mouth uh, enough to make herself more uh, clear, but if, if in case you're troubled by the muffled sound that's because of the mask.
5: I have three boys, two in Roseville schools. One my, one of my kids at special needs. He's in a different school. Um, my friends from the Exodus Movement are here to support me at the ExodusMN.org. I'm also, I started a group called Roseville United, and there's a lot of us here tonight. Um, I'm here to ask the district to stop promoting critical race theory and Black Lives Matter, people who support CRT say people like me and people who are against CRT CRT are racist. That's their only defense. Yet CRT is racist. It tells kids of color like my children that they will never be able to make it and white kids that they are inherently racist. When I was a little kid, I had reoccurring dreams about the KKK when I was seven years old. And now people who look like this are being told they're racist in this school. Yeah, and it is a absolutely appalling. And you might say, I heard people say, we don't have CRT. We do have CRT in this school. I see it every day. My kid said they're already started with it. He's already miserable about having to start school. Last year, you gave my kid an assignment to read an article out of Scholastica Kids entitled Making Our Voices Heard that told him he would face racism in every facet of his life from education to the workplace to healthcare. He showed me this article because he found it very discouraging. In the middle school, after George Floyd's killing, they sent out an email and they actually segregated kids by race to talk about it. In the email, it said we will have a group for whites, for blacks, for Asians, for Hispanics. I couldn't even believe it that we're going back to segregation after all we fought for. In, in middle school, you segregated kids of color by having the kids of color stand up and the white kids stay down, and you offered kids of color $10 to give away all their personal, private, disciplinary information to an outside organization. And I've also heard from teachers here that you have a policy like Minneapolis that discourages teachers from teaching, from disciplining kids of color because the, as the Isaiah group says, Disciplining kids of color is a pipeline to prison. Well, I have to tell you something. Not disciplining them is the pipeline to prison. Telling them they don't have to be accountable. That they're stinking animals. They're not like white people who can behave. We have lesser standards. We don't think they're truly equal. I don't think you think we're equal. And it's appalling to me. Systematic racism does not exist. We used to have systematic racism. It was called slavery and segregation and we fought alongside each other to end it it doesn't exist BLN said they're fighting for the liberty the liberation of black people we are free breaking news we are free Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. This movement makes black people look delusional. It blames white people for all our problems when everybody knows they're not. Our successes belong to us as do our challenges. And the wonderful thing is we can do better for ourselves. We don't have to sit around and wait for some white savior to come around and help us. And I wish Roseville Schools gave that message. It seems like I don't think you will, though, because you guys love it. You white people love it. You need black people to be victims, to cleanse yourselves of your unjustified white guilt. Well, do it some other way. Get a friend, get a therapist. Don't use my kids. In conclusion, I hope you find. I, can I just see my last sentence? In conclusion, I hope, you, um, I hope my kids find your racist messages unbelievable because they see me, their mom, who was raised by a drug addict and suffered abuse as a child, become a lawyer. If I was inundated with these ideas, I don't know where I'd be today
4: boy <laughs> holy cow
1: she's got wow. it. she's on to the
4: fact <laughs> that they're
1: making her kids less than and she's that's brilliant wow. pushback brilliant pushback and i can't wait to talk she's to her. she's
3: the queen she's the queen of pushback that there's just no wonderful. other way to put but it but every
1: black parent in america should take her words to heart every black parent in america oh, I, every I'd,
4: no no every parent every Joel. parent, oh, sure, oh, parent. Oh, yeah yeah no, no. Uh, remind me to ask
1: her. I, I don't know what she was referring to with, when kids were paying uh, black kids 10 bucks. I made bucks. a note. Yeah, I made uh, a note. Yeah, to, I don't, don't, don't want to know that about is. that. Because that's worth further exploring on its own. I think I know what it is. Uh, I think we discussed it. Uh, don't speculate. We're going to have her on. Just ask her. <laughs> but I think it came up in a conversation about something taking place in the St. Cloud area where there was an unpublicized... Oh. Uh, instruction going on in schools to... Uh, I do remember yeah, that now. I, I, I do well, remember that. We'll have to ask her. It but wasn't the
4: Sartell thing, was no, it? No, no, it
1: wasn't the Thin Blue Line. It was a different deal where the kids were being uh, asked a lot of intrusive questions. And uh, the
4: uh, and they tried to sneak it by without right. getting
3: parental permission, correct?
4: Right. No, I think that also happened in Sartell. Yeah. Yeah. Did it, did it, did it maybe not? Maybe it was yeah. Sartell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe yep. it was Sartell. But yeah. she,
1: she must know more. Must know more about that. So uh, we'll be glad to talk Whoa, to you about
4: Oh, I am that. looking forward to this. Yeah, wow. Yeah.
1: Say, so, yeah, there's a, a new study. You always have to have a study. Got to have one. <laughs> there's a study from the U.K. that finds uh, young people are suffering uh, anxiety about climate change. Wow. Uh, it's quite worrying, and it makes me think about our future, and it's definitely not a place that I want kids to live in, one student says. 10,000 young adults from 10 countries were asked how they feel about climate change. Children started telling us that they were feeling betrayed and abandoned and felt that the governments were lying about the effectiveness of the action they were taken to address the climate emergency, says researcher Carolyn Hickman. Researchers from the University of Bath say 84% of 16 to 25-year-olds surveyed are at least somewhat worried about climate change. Nearly 60% say they are very or extremely worried about the climate change. 75% say the future is frightening. That's the most scary bit, really. What's going to happen in future generations down the line, a a concerned student said. It's not just mankind they're worried about. Another young person said, you don't want them to be left in a world where there's no animals or that they can look at or there's no beautiful things in the world that they can see researchers say the only cure for climate anxiety is governments around the world taking real action to protect the environment the climate anxiety study found four in ten young people around the world are hesitant to have children as a result of the climate crisis well the mysterians would love that kid because they don't like people this is pathetic it's a it's another crime being perpetrated on children Mm -hmm. You can say kids are going to end up with mask anxiety. It's already happening. By the way, when we breathe, is that carbon dioxide? When you exhale. When you exhale? Yeah. Well, what we're told all the time about climate change is we're increasing carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And yet we now are requiring children to wear masks all day long where they're, I don't know what the, I'm not a physicist, but, or a mathematician, as you all well know. (laughs) But... Aren't you increasing the amount of carbon dioxide you're breathing? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. The mask mandate doesn't make sense. Hold up. Wait, Wait a, a minute. minute. Something, Something ain't, ain't right. right. You mean to tell me that one of the falsehoods that's being sold to you about climate change is an increase in carbon dioxide. And yet you're very comfortable wearing a mask 24 hours a day, even when you're driving in a car by yourself. I, uh, there's a disconnect there that puzzles me, puzzles me great.
3: I'm uh, much like I'm keeping a track of the things that Roycey doesn't like. Yeah. I think what we should start doing is keeping a list of like, for instance, if you're spotted, not wearing a mask and you're confronted. Yeah. You can come up with the following excuses like, no, 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 it's Okay. I'm at a Tony, Tony, Tony concert. Yeah, that's right. Uh, or, <laughs> or I'm at the Emmys. I'm at the Emmys. Thank yeah. you. That's or I'm at great the uh, uh, Obama's birthday party. Or, or the gala at the at The, the Met, Met Gala. The yeah, we've got to start making a list of all the places we can go without wearing a mask.
1: It's a shame uh, that kids feel that way, uh, to think that there'd be nothing beautiful to see. There's something beautiful to see every day. There always will be. Ooh, Lollapalooza. We forgot about Lollapalooza. The climate has always changed, and it always will And kids, uh, for you to place your faith in a government is preposterous because you will discover, if you keep your nose to the grindstone, you will discover and come to the realization that a government is powerless over nature. We all are. We're powerless over nature. You could take every car and airplane off the grid today, and I, I, I contend nothing would change. Nothing would change. Should have gotten to this yesterday. Our own senator, U.S. Senator Tina Smith, Hmm. is trying to pass a landmark climate program. Is that why we sent her there? Aimed at cutting greenhouse (laughs) gas emissions. Uh, This is a moment where if we don't seize it, the results are catastrophic, Smith said. No, they're not, Tina. 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 No, they're not. The Minnesota Democrats' vision for a clean electricity program has become a critical aspect of efforts to help the U.S. try to meet urgent climate goals, never mind that India won't and China won't. In what is likely a pivotal challenge for Joe Biden's presidency, the measure would provide financial incentives to utilities and other electric suppliers that accelerate the conversion to clean electricity and levy penalties against Mm. those who don't.
4: Oh, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm.
1: This kind of policy is going to push people, Smith said. If this is what we're going to do anyway, then they wouldn't be worried about how fast they're going to go. I don't even know what the hell that sentence means. We want them to go faster than they were going to go, meaning the the electricity providers. The program, along with other measures that could pass in the Democrats' $3.5 trillion spending package, which will ruin us, and a separate bipartisan infrastructure bill aims to get U.S. electric sector at 80% clean energy in 10 years. That's according to Tina Smith. All the science is very clear that cleaning up our electricity sector is the first and largest step that we can take to address our contribution to climate change, said Gabriel Chan, an associate professor of public affairs at the University of Minnesota who focuses on climate and energy policy. This is just a growing belief among faithless people. There's there's no question in my mind. This has nothing to do with the environment. Uh, even one Democratic defection would doom Smith's program in the Senate. And West Virginia, Democrat Senator Joe Manchin has already publicly pushed back. The transition is happening, said Manchin, who leads the Senate's Energy and Natural Resources Committee during a CNN appearance earlier this month. Now they're wanting to pay companies to do what they're already doing. It makes no sense to me at all for us to take billions of dollars and pay utilities for what they're going to do as the market transitions.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm reading ahead mm-hmm. the next paragraph. Oh, well, the New York You're Times? You're cheating, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just it's such posturing and theater. And go ahead, go ahead, Joe, read it. The New York
1: Times. Detailed Manchin's ties to the fossil fuel industry in a recent story, noting that he has sizable influence on Democrats' climate efforts. <laughs> Smith said that while Munchen has raised concerns, he also continues to be in a good conversation with us at a crucial time for the proposal's fate.
4: Yeah. This B isn't B, S is an S is why we have this headline. Look at your monitor, Joe. It's why we have this headline in the paper yep, today. Yep. The headline yep, reads, yep. half an outstate doubt the 2020 elections. What that headline should say is half an outstate doubt everything that happens in government, <laughs> <Right>. everything. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's what that headline should say. Because they're not close to the country's tallest
4: building. Because of what we're reading right now, mm-hmm. this BS posturing and posing and wow. <laughs> it's just ludicrous. and It is part and parcel to uh, infusing
1: children with their climate anxiety. They're getting doses of this every single day. The failed academy is leading, is leading the charge to get people. And here's the deal. They've made it their religion. But the hypocrites are forcing you to believe in their religion.
4: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I don't believe in your religion, Tina. I'm
4: uh, I think they're paying Joe, they're paying them to believe in their religion. Mm-hmm. Like this uh, democrat, what what's his name? Uh, Manchin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said it correctly. They're yeah. already doing it. Why are you paying them? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have you have ties to blah, blah. come on, give mm-hmm. me a break. Mm-hmm. Schumer, what does he say? Uh, Schumer says uh, they have highlighted the program in a separate tax passage as major force. Oh God, all of these people.
1: Why is oh. it? I've said
4: this for ten years.
1: Why is this only a movement of the left? I, I want a clean earth as much as they do. I want Absolutely. breathable air as
4: much as they do. Boy, that is a legitimate question. I want so potable I. water as much as they I do. I love clean water. Yeah. And I do my part. All GLers
1: are conservationists by nature.
4: I like dirty water. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Who
1: did that song?
4: The Standells. That's right. I like
1: dirty water. (laughs) The impact of climate change in Minnesota was on Smith's mind. As the self-described energy nerd spoke in her Senate office last week, she pointed to the massive drought scene this year and forest fires that burned in northern Minnesota.
4: My Uh, God We don't know that. My
1: God in heaven, Tina. Look at your history books, please. You had a dry spell almost lasted the entire 1930s. And Uh, fires have been part of nature's landscape since the beginning of time.
4: Let's get down to the, the, the money a 150 billion dollar version mm-hmm. of her proposal 150 billion and we don't How have much it. right that's the point we don't have it you said yesterday when was the last time the budget was balanced 1835
1: no not the budget balance the last time we, we were could, you, budgets have been balanced in i think clinton era might have had clinton, a, bu- yeah. a, a, a balanced budget no the last time the country had no debt was 19, uh, 1835.
4: <laughs> and now we're debating the largest budget in the history of the world, mm-hmm. and we want to throw $150 billion at people that are already doing what th- these religious leaders say they should be doing. Uh, I obviously didn't follow the Clinton
3: presidency that close. Mm-hmm. I wasn't old enough to really mm-hmm. give a rip. Mm-hmm. Would he have been viewed as a Republican
4: by modern-day standards? Oh, God, yes. Okay. Yeah. Hell, I had a buddy that said Obama was just George Bush light (laughs) compared to what's going on now. (laughs) Well, more accurately, I
1: would say Clinton was a centrist. Yeah. Okay. He he was not... He was not off on the AOC wing of this nonsense.
4: No. You know he was just in the office to party. He just had fun. (laughs) He was just there for the good times. Socially, he was a little
2: more left, and in other ways, he was a conservative, especially with money.
1: Mm -hmm. Say Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen is one of the last Twin Cities truly family-owned dealers. Stop. Yes. Got a text? Yes. From Corey. Yes. From Mosaica.
3: Tell Such... Thanks for the recommendation. Just picked up my car from Schmelz today. I wonder what he got. I you know, I probably should have asked him that. Yeah. Reporting oh, he bought he, an Atlas. He bought an Atlas. Oh, he that's he VW's
1: big uh, SUV. It's a beauty. Oh, yeah. And right now, uh, on that Atlas, you could get 0% for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles, with the exception of the ID.4, uh, 0% for up to 72 months on Fiat models, 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models, This is at Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood on the southeast uh, quadrant there of Highway 36 and 61. It's been there for years. I've been dealing with them for years. I've owned all three of these brands and will continue to. So find your own inventory at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com.
3: Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold.
6: It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere.
4: Water foul season opens this Saturday. Foul. (laughs) Yeah, keep that mouth closed, Dad. Uh, And it's not too late. Uh, Hunters, duck hunters, goose hunters, stop into dkmags.com. You know, yeah, get in there. Uh, You need some ammo, right? You might need something else. They have firearms for all ages, all disciplines, all small game, large game waterfowl, whatever you want. A uh, DK Maxx is the best source of everything you need. And like I said, including ammo, competitive prices, sound advice. If you need something for self-defense or home protection, oh my goodness, get there now. It should be your first and last stop. Oh. Uh, just the holsters alone. You'll be there for an hour looking through the holsters. Friendly service, sound advice. You get it all at dkmags.com. Uh, in New Brighton, on Old 8, and then Monticello Pond and Gun, also part of the dkmags.com uh, family. They're on Highway 25, just south of 94 in Monticello, dkmags.com.
1: Another climate note from uh, Bill listening to the Wednesday. 922 program about 27 minutes in john talked about the climate pledge arena in seattle where the kraken will play and kenny i think interjected at that moment are you kidding me Come on, what could possibly be more of an energy drain than a building that needs to keep a skating rink cold enough to freeze ice while at the same time making the ambient temperature warm enough to keep the spectators comfortable? Don't under, Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not a sports fan, but I don't have any problem with this. Let the fans have their fun. I have a problem with the hypocrites who claim to be concerned about climate change but still sponsor a facility that by their own standards is committing environmental crime. They're in the same boat with the holier than thou rock stars that preach this BS but continue to lug their equipment all across the globe and fill venues with energy draining light and sound shows. Used to love a lot of these concerts but don't attend anymore. The double standards have become too much to bear. Good luck indeed, Bill Loftus. a great point. Yeah, excellent. All right, this this is in today's Pioneer Press in St. Paul, and it uh, truly answers many, many of our questions. A 17-year-old was charged yesterday after police say he attempted to pull two different guns on St. Paul officers during an arrest the night before. The police department posted the arrest on its uh, site with a plea to help residents help them keep illegal guns off the street and out of the hands of juveniles. If you know who's illegally carrying the guns in our city, call us, the department said in a post. Tyree Keys was charged in Ramsey County District Court with two counts of illegally possessing a firearm and one count of resisting arrest. Now just put yourself in the shoes of these coppers. About 5.45 p.m. in the 600 block of Case Avenue in the city's Payne Phelan neighborhood, St. Paul police officers responded to a report of two vehicles chasing each other through the streets and alleys. Police found four males wearing ski masks standing near a silver Chevy Malibu with no license plates. Three of the males ran, but the fourth, Keys, remained, according to the complaint. Keys had a gun, a Ruger, tucked in his waistband, according to the complaint. As police approached, his hand went for the gun. Officers wrested it away from him, And then Keyes pulled a second gun, a revolver, from his pocket. Officers were able to grab that gun as well and took him into custody. Keyes is ineligible to possess a firearm. Having been involved in multiple crimes of violence, he's 17. Since April 2020, he has been arrested seven times in St. Paul. Three times for gun crimes, once for aggravated assault, once for burglary, once for occupied burglary, and once for a robbery. He also had five felony warrants, including one for possession of an assault rifle, the police department said. We got lucky last night on the 600 block of Case Avenue, the department said. Nobody got shot and nobody got hurt. This year, 164 people have been struck by gunfire and officers have recovered more than 480 illegally possessed guns in St. Paul. A couple of points about this. Can you imagine what would have happened? Oh my Can God. you imagine what the reaction would have been had there been gunfire exchanged in this incident? Can you imagine what, happened? what would happen if uh, this youngster uh, was wounded or killed? Uh, the activist community would spring into action. There would be stoppages of the freeways, demands for justice, lawsuits filed. You know. And yet this probably... It's just it's so mind boggling I can't I can't wrap my head around it. We don't we, of course you need to keep guns out of the hands of juveniles on the street. But why don't we keep Tyree Keys off the street? <laughs> well that's not part of the agenda. Why in Joe? God's name is he on the street? Is it I, because he's still a juvenile? I'm sure some sympathy was extended to him by a judge or two along the way, but this is ridiculous.
4: Reavers, you follow a few of these fly-by-night scanner accounts, correct? Yep. And uh, one of them, I don't know which one, um, uh, m- it, it, one of their constant gripes is um, how many times these felons have been turned around and, and set loose over and over and over again. Kenny, you it,
3: are reading my mind because I pulled one up, but
4: go ahead and finish your No, scene. read it. No, no. If you've got one to read, go ahead. This
3: was posted on August 26th, uh, I believe August 26th. Uh, no, yes, sorry, August twenty-six. Jermaine Lamont Combs was picked up on the war on warrants yesterday. During his court appearance today, he was granted conditional release on zero bail required by Hennepin County Judge Maximilla Utley. Despite failing to appear at hearings numerous times, he has thirty-four prior convictions, including oh. six felonies since twenty eighteen all stayed but one.
1: We have an age okay, in Joe. This
3: fellow? He's 42, Joe. I believe.
4: Now Joe, before you comment, let me read you something. And this uh, was out of today's paper. Woman sentenced in killing over $60. Mm-hmm. Angelique Simmons, 47, was sentenced Monday after pleading guilty to second-degree manslaughter in connection with the killing of a 40-year-old in Minneapolis. Uh, and she stabbed this guy to death. With credit for time in jail since her arrest, Simmons will serve the first four and a half years in prison and the balance on supervised reliefs. You can kill somebody in Minneapolis and be turned out in four and a half years.
1: Okay, Ivan, here's what I'd do. If I was the mayor of a city closest to the country's tallest buildings, I'd spend money on something I would call the Department of Personal Responsibility. Okay. We no longer have Totem Town. We no longer have reform schools. I would create one. I would call it the Department of Personal Responsibility, and the first time you're arrested, you are assigned to that department, and you must be there and attend classes there. And if you're not there, you will be found and hauled there. The second time you're arrested you're going to jail. The first time is the shot I'm going to give you. The first time is the, is, the, is, the, uh, is the chance I'm going to give you to be talked to by the professionals, the people in the salon are always bragging about, the mental health professionals, the social workers, and what have you. They're, they're, it's, it's not plausible for the safety of this city that this kid, even at the
4: age of 17, should be out in public. No, it's not safe. No, nor should Angelique Simmons, forty-seven. Right, she should not be allowed out in public. Yeah, but she. Long, but if I time. could have gotten
1: to her first at my Department of Personal Responsibility, uh, maybe at the at, at the age of forty, she would not have what? been guilty the of that. The problem this
4: crime. is, uh, what does the mayor have to do with the judges? Nothing. A- and I'm asking you. Yeah. See, so the mayor can say and do all this, but the judges. Uh, you know they're in their own little planet, and I, th- I'm glad you said that, Kenny. Because what do they stand to gain? Because
3: well, they're never nobody ever runs against these people. They're appointed by the governor in a lot of cases, correct? Are
1: you are is you paying crowding?
4: Pay- is yeah. it crowding?
1: What I don't know it? how it can be if you keep turning people loose. Here's what I think it is. Yeah. You yeah. just saw it last week from uh, John Choi, Ramsey County Attorney. No longer going to. Uh, Prosecute felonies that arise from an incidental traffic stop for right most felonies. Is I it think, a
2: combination of the <laughs> prosecutors and the judges? It yes. has to be, right, yes. I would assume. Yeah.
1: And what's happening is this ideology that's creeping through the political and judicial system of the belief, and you're seeing it in Yes for Minneapolis, the belief that crime only exists because the law says it does. And therefore, it has been unfair and racist to people of marginalized communities who might not have as much money. They might have, might not have as much schooling. They might. We expect less of them, mm-hmm. and therefore, we're not going to pursue them with the vigor and discipline that we would pursue reavers. And you have this system developing. Why do you single me out? I don't know. You have this system developing. We're here. This Tyree Keys apparently has been arrested seven times since 2020 and has suffered no consequences. No consequences for serious crimes, five of which are felonies. And by the way, you keep turning him loose. He is eventually going to end up getting shot dead. Well,
4: well, well, it's going to kill people.
1: Here's what I thought. This year, 164 people have been struck by gunfire in St. Paul. How many of them were struck by gunfire, fired by him, I wonder? Oh, yeah, great point. If you Google his name, if you, I, I Googled Tyree Keys and St. Paul Police, and his name doesn't come up. But a number of stories come up talking about carjackings and robberies. And I don't— I, I. I I don't know if that includes him or not, because he's not named in the stories, but the stories seem to parallel the crimes he's been accused of. And
3: there's there's a quote accompanying the story that I read about this gentleman that has 34 prior convictions, including six felonies since 2018. And one of the comments was, this man broke into my mother's house and stole a bunch of stuff. Uh, broke the door in. Pretty much everything that was electronic inside the home is ha- was taken. As far as I know, he hasn't spent a day in jail since. Everyone keeps letting him go. Obviously, crime does pay. To which I'm going to say, okay. So here's someone that's you know wh- whether they're living, check the check, but they're now compromised because you continue to let people like this just roam free amongst
1: us. Take that fruit warehouse that walls. Scammed us out of. Oh, well, we need six, that for COVID. Six and a half million <laughs> and turn it into the Department of Personal Responsibility.
3: Who's going to run it? It might not be big enough. <laughs> uh who's going to run it? Reverend Tim? Boy, I would <laughs> put
4: him Tim? in charge. Sure, sure. I put him in charge. You. And here's why. And I baited you there. This is from uh, Reverend Tim two hours ago on Twitter. Okay, family, I need your help. I have a young man who's doing it the right way, He's starting a business. He owns his grill. He needs help. So if anyone out there has experience in starting a business, please let me know. He needs a mentor. That's what we need mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah.
1: From the KSTP television news account of this same story, we learned that uh, three of the masked kids ran, but the fourth masked kid who turned out to be Keys, was leaning uh, nonchalantly against the car that had no license plates, by the way. And the officers noticed the handgun with an extended magazine in the guy's sweatshirt pocket. I guess mm-hmm. not his waistband. They reached for him, and he tried to run. The post states that after officers grabbed the boy, the gun fell out of his sweatshirt onto the ground. At that point, he pulled a second gun from his waistband. An officer was able to get control of the gun before the suspect could fire it department says the officers wrestled the suspect onto the ground as one of them tried to get his hands behind his back while the other one kept an eye on one of the guns that had been dropped. After three minutes, the officers were able to get the suspect in handcuffs, and both his guns were secured. Both had a round in the chamber, according to the police account of events. Both had a, He was ready to fire yes, him. Yes, he was. He would have fired him. And the miracle here is cool cops that uh, handled this. Handled this, and you can imagine, had they had any, had they been fired at, and somehow lived and returned fire, it would be more vilification of the police.
3: Of course, it would be mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> because of a guy who shouldn't have been out on the street in the first place. Yeah. Meanwhile,
3: a story like this should have been a front page story and won't be, right?
1: It was a front page story in today's it Pioneer was. Press. Oh, okay, yep. it was okay. Yep. Good. Yep. And the officers did a hell of a job, just a hell of a job. And I bet that happens more often. See, we of never it we, does. we never hear of this.
3: Of course, it happens more often. It
1: happens all the time. Yes. Brave couple of brave guys. They tackle the guy and out falls the gun. Then the kid reaches in his. Where do you reach for the other one? His waistband. waistband to yep. pull out a second gun, a, a revolver.
3: Go back to what, Coffee Matska told us, the pipeline to prison is not, no, how
1: did she say that? She said you're not even disciplining these kids because you think that's the pipeline to prison. It's the opposite that's true. Not disciplining these kids in schools is the pipeline to prison. Thank you. Well, of course it is. And this poor kid, and I I mean that sincerely, it's quite evident he's had no chance to develop any moral and ethical clarity about anything. No. No. So there's there's guidance missing in his family. I don't even think I'm on a limb to say that. It's it's obvious. No,
3: here's why you can say that. Think of the boldness he displayed because he was the one of four kids that didn't run.
1: He stood there because
3: he wanted the confrontation with these two officers. Otherwise, he would
1: have ran. These cops might as well have gone off to dinner because uh, there ain't no law against wearing a ski mask in the summer. And uh, no license plates is now the most venial of sins.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: They might have just kept going.
3: So wait a minute.
1: Because this kid's going to be back out on the street.
2: Would this have fallen under Choi's yes. rule? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Well, they did. The original report, though, was that they were racing. That's why the cops went out there in the first right. place. But right. would that be deemed so, a routine traffic? It, it, they'd probably just say, quit racing. <laughs> and, you know, but you right, see way. what
3: I'm saying, though, John? Yep, Given sure. Choi's, yeah. the, so Given his... Uh, he wouldn't pros- uh, prosecute this as a felony.
2: Correct, yep.
4: Got a hell of a city there, Joe. Well, it's just uh, <laughs> well, it's just as bad in many. Yeah, agents. I know. Yeah, Some system right. has to Worse. be developed.
1: You can't you can't uh, let these children off with no consequences. They have to be placed in an environment where they're going to uh, have a, have to have a come to Jesus meeting with either a mentor or a. Tim Christopher or or somebody, somebody, because this is but, ridiculous.
4: But guys like Tim Christopher and you know Don Samuels, fighting the system the whole way, mm-hmm. you know, and they're good mm-hmm. upstanding citizens that care about the the, the, the world around them. They're
3: trying to make an improvement. And
4: you've got people like Jeremiah Ellison giving him a pat on the head and a cookie and saying, "You just wait, you you know, you just wait. Well, we'll take care of this." Mm-hmm.
3: In fact, what was Don's line about that? He said. You'll thank me in 15 years. Isn't that what he was told? Yeah, yes. You'll thank me in 15 years. Yeah. Oh, okay. If we
1: make it that long. It's a shame what we've let happen to the likes of Don Samuels, who's done nothing but walk the walk and talk the talk. You know, he's put up with... He's put up with everything, and he's remained true to his
4: visions. And, and the city is full of these guys—north, south, east, west, all over—and and in your town, Joe, they just don't receive the press or the recognition that the Reverend Tim or Don does. But there's more of them, you know. They're mm-hmm. not the only two fighting the good fight.
1: No. We should be sending uh, Samuel some some of that new red Savoy adult <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Think so? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not just orange stuff you get out of the box and sticks to the pan and wrecks a spoon. You know, it's it's not that. (laughs) This is the real stuff: chicken, bacon mac, and regular mac and cheese. Both are baked like a hot dish and include Parmesan, mozzarella, and cheddar, and just the right amount of Alfredo sauce. Uh, Also, pizza, of course. And in each pizza box, you're going to get a pull tab, and you can win stuff. You can win prizes. You can win uh, wings. Pasta, salads, cookies, pop, as well as money off your next purchase, you can win the grand prize, free pizza for a year. This is fantastic pizza. There's are 16 locations, and now with this addition of mac and cheese, a very hip meal, by the way. Uh, I follow the food sections in both newspapers, and they're big on mac and cheese. Are they? They're big on mac and cheese. You and do they, read the tuna recipes, don't you? I read everything, you? <laughs> and they're, they're going to... Uh, get around to reviewing Red's Mac and Cheese one of these days, and I predict it will win the Blue Ribbon. That's Red Savoy. Go to their app, uh, uh, Red Savoy app, or visit Mm SavoyPizza.com.
3: Egan and please let them know that you heard about him on the garage logic podcast
4: here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life Joe Souchere. Uh, GLers uh, male and female both sides here you ever and I know if you've been married a long time you, you certainly don't say these words out loud but I know you've thought them before uh, you ever just think, do you even know me, seriously? Well, my roommate, she tells me, and I know I talked about this yesterday, but I'm still astounded. Uh, she tells me Monday night she's bringing the car into the shop because the thing's running rough. And, and, and I'm like, oh, running rough? Uh, seafoam? Who do you know that endorses seafoam? <laughs> Uh, but instead, I, I did what I've learned to do, just, oh, that's interesting, honey. And I snuck out of the house, grabbed her keys, started it up, dumped in a full can of high mileage, let it run for a while, snuck back in the house, and uh, she brings it to the shop next day, and the shop says, huh, it seems to be okay, although you do need a water pump. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the magic of seafoam, another victory for, your wall, for my wallet this time, but keep a can of seafoam nearby, and when it starts running rough, dump her in, or do what Joe and I do, preventive maintenance, dump it in anyway. Uh, that'll keep it keep it happy and keep those injectors clean, keep everything nice, your mileage down. Seafoam, uh, it's just truly, truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh,
2: Before I get to news, uh, the fellow sent us the little message here about Climate Pledge Arena. Right. Uh, So I I thought, in fairness, I better look up to see how they uh, power their place. Right. And uh, they do have, uh, they've made a pledge. These are their goals. Are you Mm -hmm. ready? Yep. Uh, No fossil fuel consumption in the arena for daily use. All mechanical systems, gas combustion engines, heating, dehumidification, and cooking have been converted to electric. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, solar panels on the Alaska Airlines atrium and First Ave garage, combined with off-site supplementary renewable energy for 100% renewable energy power, and uh, reduce all carbon emission activities and offset all that we cannot by buying, of course, credible carbon uh, offsets. Well, sure, that's that's where they lose me.
1: Yeah, well, wait till they get a playoff game and it's about 85 degrees. <laughs> no, yeah. uh,
2: no plastic in the arena either, by the way. Zero course. single-use plastic. and uh, why well, are you going to get a beer? What are
1: you going to drink a beer in?
2: Uh, well, it just says uh, they're going to get rid of all of them by 2021. Card,
4: cardboard, cardboard cups, maybe? Yeah, Have you guys attempted
3: know. to drink through those new-fangled straws now with the fountain soda or whatever? No. They basically disintegrate no. halfway through. Because oh. you know, I like to pour me a nice big Mountain Dew once in a while, Joe. <laughs>
4: Up, a drinker. A... so john a question for you <laughs> yeah, so yeah. from what you read mm-hmm, y- mm-hmm. if power goes out in seattle is the and there's a game in progress is this place completely oh. self-sustainable well will the game I, continue on it sounds like it certainly could be right i i
2: don't know it doesn't say well good that,
1: luck to but... them that's fantastic <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sincere oh
1: Good luck. In, uh, you'll News. watch them,
2: though. You'll watch the crack won't you? I'm a hockey guy. That, that's your cue, John. Yeah. A bomb threat was made at Osakis Public School uh, just east of Alexandria today. According to Superintendent Randy Bergquist, the threat was made through an email. Students have since been dispersed to different areas. Oh, said kindergarten through sixth grade were moved to a nearby community center. Seven through 12 moved to a local church. And uh, then later in the day, late this morning, the school decided to just cancel everything for the day.
4: So So we're to assume that there was one one class had a test scheduled and the student didn't want to do it. And email, huh? Email doesn't seem so bright. Doesn't seem right to me either. Authorities say the suspect
2: who was taken to a hospital uh, Wednesday after he was hit by a law enforcement squad vehicle after firing at the vehicle has now died. Ramsey County Sheriff's Office said deputies responded to the 2200 block of Moundsview Boulevard at 10.40 a.m. to help Moundsview police with a felony domestic assault that involved a gun being fired at American. There, law enforcement helped ensure the domestic violence victim's safety and learned the description of the suspect. He was located a short time later in the 5200 block of Pinewood Court raised a gun and fired at the approaching squad's narrowly missing two officers damaging one Moundsview and one Ramsey County squad car that time the deputy who was shot at used his squad to hit the suspect investigations into the domestic assault and the shooting are underway or will be handled by local departments suspect's name will be released by the BCA at a later time
4: the coppers say the domestics uh, the domestic calls are always the most frightening Mm -hmm. that's the one where they have their guards up
3: And some places now they require that you cannot even go to one solo, correct? Mm -hmm. I thought I read that.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: From the Star Tribune, the Minnesota Department of Human Rights this morning concluded there is probable cause to find that the Brooklyn Center Police Department and Michael's stores discriminated against a black teenager when Michael's management called officers to the store who arrested the boy without cause. The boy was 16, walked into the Michael's craft store on Shingle Creek Crossing. March 19, 2019 to apply for a job but was instead met with what they're calling unjustified and unreasonable use of force by Brooklyn Center Police after the Michael's store manager called them. According to a nearly two-year investigation, it was determined what happened that was a violation of state civil rights law on three accounts. While inside the store, Michael's behaved like a typical customer. According to surveillance footage reviewed by the Department of Human Rights, yet a white store manager called the police on him for quote creating a disturbance. Uh, three white police officers arrived, two of them threw the boy to the ground, pulled uh, pulled him by his dreadlocks, put a knee onto his back and handcuffed him. Uh, as for the Michaels manager who called 911 on the boy store employees told the Department of Human Rights she had a history of racially profiling black customers. A mainstay of University of Minnesota football tailgating stolen from a parking lot just off the edge of campus. They still haven't found it five days later. It's the 1995 fan van if you've seen not this the show. fan van yeah the fan van the, the purple and gold with the yeah wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute i yeah. think
3: this guy's buddies with corzo and i'm not joking oh because corzo was Corzo's a big tailgater
2: for gopher football games it was driven off about six o'clock saturday <laughs> from Forgot outside the, the office. <laughs> what
1: nothing what? go ahead
4: keep going oh he's making trying. obscene gestures no for but you know what you camera. know what you know what that reminds me
1: of john <laughs> Every what? once in a while, every once in a while, you get a report of a uh, v- uh, a trailer of Boy Scout yeah, materials yep. that are stolen. Yep. I would paint Acme sewage on those trailers. And, and, and oh, and that so, way no one wants that,
2: that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. That's a, you know that's a pretty good does idea. Does Sometimes the van, we mock you, up, but that's a yeah. good
4: idea. Does the van say skull on the side? That's the Vikings do. No, that. that's Can a he? Vikings
2: van. Yeah. Uh, it's the fan van. You can't miss it. It says Gophers on the side. No. Oh, Gophers.
4: I'm sorry. You know, in fact, hanging on the back,
3: this one says, when the fan vans are rockin',
4: <laughs> don't come a-knockin'. Oh, here we go. I was looking for pictures. Now I see it. Is That's, this a, okay. where
1: you buy food out of it or something? No, it's a guy that tailgates. No, He's oh, got the grill going, so, maybe a homemade bar. Yeah. Well, I uh, feel for him. I'm surprised this made Bri- the news. You got anything else? Bri- Bri-
2: <laughs> Brian Slipka. <laughs> Uh, is the fella that drives this van around? Uh, he's owned it for 13 Hell with this years. this guy and his man.
1: Who cares? Okay,
2: we'll skip right yeah.
3: there. Speaking yeah. of that, um, John, do you have the news out of Fort McCoy, <laughs> Wisconsin, in your newscast today? I do not. I, I just saw this surface a couple of minutes ago. We had last week, Joe, uh, the claim that Ilhan Omar had made about the treatment. Of people, the refugees inside the camp. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. that's right. So uh she was actually without any evidence. Well, but she was right. I got and I have a story to back that oh. up. Two <laughs> Afghan refugees at Fort McCoy, Wisconsin have been charged with crimes after being evacuated to the United States from Kabul, the Just- Justice Department announced today. But ba- Barula Nori, twenty years old, is charged with attempting to engage in a sexual act with a minor using force against that person, as well as three counts of engaging in a sexual act with a minor. Thirty-two-year-old Mohammed Haroun Ahmad is also charged with strangling and suffocating his spouse.
1: Okay, but that doesn't make Ilhan Omar correct. Well, she said that there were acts against... uh, Yeah, but she didn't accuse any Afghanis of committing No, she did not, Joe. She said it was the treatment of the staff. Well, she's a liar, and she didn't have any evidence. She completely misled the public on her claims.
2: Speaking of uh, uh, Representative Omar and and her buddies, uh, pro-Israel Democrats are pushing back after far-left members of the party, like Omar, successfully pushed to have $1 billion in funding for the Iron Dome missile defense system in Israel stripped from a spending bill last week. Members of the so-called squad of House members, uh, led by Omar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and Rashida Tlaib, successfully threatened to oppose the bill that was needed to prevent a a government showdown. The uh, bill was introduced by Rosa DeLauro, a Democrat from Connecticut. She introduced a standalone bill to provide the money for the system that's prevented countless casualties in Israel since it was introduced in 2011. DeLauro was not the only Democrat to speak out regarding the need to continue supporting Israel and the Iron Dome. House Majority Leader Representative Steny Hoyer said he would bring the bill to the floor for a vote, calling it urgently needed. Not long after DeLauro announced the new bill, Tlaib tweeted that she plans to vote against it, stating she would not support, and this is a quote, human rights abuses and apartheid government. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of folks think Donald Trump might run for the presidency again in 2024, but his former lawyer and fixer says that will not happen. Michael Cohen says, quote, his insatiable need for attention is the one reason he continues to flaunt this disingenuous 2024 run. The other is he's making more money doing that than anything he's ever done before. Trump has repeatedly teased a potential campaign. So far, he has raised well over $100 million. That was by the end of June. But he's not using that money right now for political purposes. Instead, he's spent the money to promote his own interests, cover event and travel expenses, and pay the salaries of eight. Uh, spokesman for the former president declined to comment Cohen said he says he's not going to run it he'll say excuse me he's not going to run again because of bipartisan hatred for him or because of the Democrats or because he doesn't want to put his family through anything else you miss this large asteroid big as the wide span of a Boeing 747 passed by the earth recently and how close we didn't, we didn't see it coming
4: Whoa. Oh no. Scientists didn't
2: see it coming. Was she pretty close? That's not good. Yep. Dubbed 2021SG, according to the NASA-backed International Astronomical Union's Minor Planet Center, the asteroid had a diameter between 42 to 94 meters, an average diameter of 68, which is about the wingspan of a 747, the height of the Cinderella Castle in Disney World, and about half the size of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Well,
1: it's a lot of metaphors in there, isn't
2: there? Yeah, Yeah, there's at least three. I was wondering (laughs) why they came up with all three of those. I'm surprised
1: they didn't throw in an Olympic-sized swimming pool full of paper clips.
2: There you go. You like Uh, that one. I love that one. (laughs) This may seem surprising, uh, given how many asteroids are routinely detected by astronomers and space agencies. However, this asteroid came from a relative blind spot, the direction of the Sun. According to EarthSky, Sky, the asteroid passed by at a very close distance, about half the distance between the Earth and the moon. Mm. It was closest to the Earth at around 4.28 p.m., passing by Greenland and Canada, a very close call as most asteroids that pass by the planet are much Joe, oh, where did it go,
1: John? In the ocean? Well, it just ultimately? just kept going. No, it didn't. It missed us. Joe. It, it didn't hit the earth. It kept Joe. going.
2: We'd, have, we'd we'd have known that. Oh, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd, forty-two we'd be meters. All wobbly right now. We'd be- <laughs> <laughs> Metaphor for that.
3: How many Bratwurst is forty-two meters across? <laughs> Depends where you get them. Well, where would I go? Grunt offers. Okay.
1: Why are you always you're always
4: setting me up for the grunt? Because I'm i excited about Grunhofer's oh. Old Fashioned Meats. <laughs> Joe, we talked to the doctor, and he said, set him up with the grunt. <laughs> <laughs> Grunhofer's
1: Old Fashioned Meats, the original store in Hugo on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and the new store in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just shortly off east of uh, 35E. Soup season is approaching. It was fall this morning, wasn't it? And Grunhoffers has a wide selection of the best soup meats, and they also, that great meatloaf collection, the original, the Town Ball, the Minnesotan, not to mention 139 flavors of brats. You, can, you could experiment 15 football seasons and not eat the same brats every <laughs> single time so that you can enhance your tailgate and football parties except this sap that lost his van that he called the party <laughs> van or whatever the hell
4: it was. Sap? Jeez. The fan the van. Van. He's, he's probably a GLer.
1: He or... knows I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Gronhofer's Brats, of course, are world famous in over 139 flavors. That's two locations. Gronhofer's Old Fashioned meets in Hugo on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, just east of of 35E. When we return, we're going to be chatting with, I'm already going to say my friend, my friend, uh, Coffee Monska.
4: let over Body Works and Glass in Shoreview is the GLer's one-stop family-owned third-generation body shop. They're on County E and Lexington in Shoreview, the sole sponsor of today, which, by the way, Positive Thursday here at GL. Uh, Mr. Positive himself, Fender Bender Mender, Mike Schoonover on the line right now. Uh, And Mike, uh, my kid, my son's truck is in your shop. Here's a text he sent dear old dad on Tuesday. It's still going to be another week until I get my truck back. The insurance company is sending paperwork over today. I brought it in last Wednesday. Uh, he's a man of few words, Mike. What's going on? What's up?
7: <laughs> well, Ben is experiencing what about half of uh, collision repair customers are experiencing, and that's the that's the song and dance we play with our insurance, quote unquote, partners. Um, so uh, it's uh, it's. It, it's it's very challenging these days, not only with the procuring of parts, but uh, uh, folks in the insurance industry are overworked right now. The companies are have cut back on staffing and they're, they're working remotely, so they're not able to, you know, they're, they're settling claims looking, looking at the screen of a computer um, and not able to get out live and actually touch and feel these these vehicles that are damaged. Um, so, uh, so that's the, the challenging part that Ben is experiencing right now. And, uh, we're doing everything we can to try to expedite this whole process. But when the guy, when the, when the, when the co- company that has the checkbook, that's paying the bill, we need to make sure that they're on board. So yeah. if they're not on board, then, then we can't go forward.
4: Huh? Well, uh, I hope it works out for him and you and, and me. Oh, yeah, I- it will.
7: It will. I, you know, the one thing that I would suggest is, uh, you know, one of the other things that uh, the the insurance company had asked us to do is to buy parts out of state uh, from companies that, uh, from a company that we don't typically, that we don't do business with. So uh, we like to, we like to buy our parts local. We like to keep, uh, keep the economy local here and, and, uh, support the, the companies that support us. So, so that's important. Um, and And they still give us uh you know a good deal, but the other thing that I would suggest uh I know Ben is in a rental car, and I don't think Ben has rental car insurance oh what I would suggest to the listeners is is uh, if you don't you should call your insurance agent and you should tell him or her that you want to have rental car insurance because uh, one day of rental car uh the cost of one day of rental car is about what you would spend in the course of a year for the coverage. And oh, uh, rental cars ways. are going anywhere from thirty-five dollars on up to a hundred and twenty-five dollars a day. Oh,
4: I better give my son a call. <laughs>
7: <laughs> so I think that would be I think that would be wise uh, counsel.
4: Maybe uh, I can help him out. Boy, I sure am glad uh, he's doing business with you guys. He is in good hands. GLers, if you need glass service, body work, oil changes, tires, whatever. Uh, Schoonover Body Works and Glass. You guys, you've been at it for 80 years in Shoreview. Always rated as one of the best shops in the metro. Thank you for choosing schoonoverbodyworks.com.
1: This guy wears many hats. Just not indoors. Joe Suchere. We're joined by Coffee Monska. Hi, Coffee. Hello. You're my hero. Oh, thank you. Heroin. Uh, what kind of law do you practice?
0: Well, I work um, for a government entity Okay, as an attorney. I, have, I hear a huge echo. I don't know if there's a way you can stop that. Yep.
1: Nope, we're working on it. See if that helps now. Do you hear it now?
0: Um, no. Okay. Well, a little bit. All right. But I well, can try to get over it.
1: We're hearing you just fine, and we appreciate the uh, pushing back remarks you gave at the Roseville school board, and I'm, I'm wondering how you've come to develop your wonderful realization that public education is behaving poorly to children of color, in my estimation.
0: Um, I think it's just hearing what they do mm-hmm. from my kids, mm-hmm. seeing the assignments that are brought home, um, hearing the complaints of my kids and from other people who have told me what they've experienced.
1: Well, you nailed it when you said uh, they believe that uh, not disciplining children will prevent a pipeline to prison. You said the exact opposite is true. Disciplining them would prevent a pipeline to prison. Uh, I'm I'm personally tired of, I, I wish every black mother in the country, or father, or every parent for that matter, would go to a school board meeting and give remarks similar to yours because I can't imagine how you must think, they're not doing your kids any favors.
0: No, they're not. Is that that echo is really bothering? You. Is there a way to stop it or no?
3: Sorry. Uh, how about now, coffee?
0: It's hard to speak now. It's gone. Thank you. Okay. It was just hard to hear speak when I heard myself bouncing back. But yeah, I think they think they're doing us favors by lowering the standards for us. But it's just terrible. So today, a parent sent me an email um, that she had received from a teacher in her school district, which said they were going to be giving automatically giving kids fifty percent for every assignment. And we have the same standard in my school district in Roseville. And then the, the parent questioned the teacher and the teacher actually put it in writing and sent her an email today saying, um, these are because we have equitable grading practices. And so what they do is they lower the standards for kids of color because I think they truly think our kids are dumb. Mm-hmm. And that in order to have equity, they have to lower the standards to get to so that so that our kids can actually achieve. And I, I think it's insulting.
1: Like I couldn't agree more. I've been saying it for ten years. I was so thrilled to hear your remarks. There was something in your remarks that puzzled me. What was you talked of an assignment or an exercise? Uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, in which uh, white kids paid black kids ten bucks for their personal information. What was that in reference to?
0: Well, at the at the middle school, um, it was the school the school gave all kids of, gave the kids of color a $10 gift card oh. if they would fill out a survey giving away all of their private mental health and disciplinary data to an outside organization at the University of Minnesota. So they have them stand but I didn't like that they had them stand up in class, you know, and the white kids sit, the kids of color stand up. You know, for one, I don't like that type of segregation, which they have a habit of doing. They right. were the same ones that segregated kids to talk about George Floyd. Right. But also just that, you know, they violated Minnesota law by having them give away all of their private mental health and disciplinary data without parental consent.
1: What was their rationale for even attempting that, I wonder?
0: They, I did question them on it, of course, mm-hmm. and they wanted to provide, um, figure out what kids of color were struggling with so they can provide them with counseling through the school and help, but... You know, white kids could be having struggles, too. They're not immune from the problems of the human condition. No. Of <laughs> and, and, you know, like, why are you just targeting kids of color when any kid who is struggling should be able to get help?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you, you, you've you got rounds of applause during your remarks. Do you have hope that that your remarks will have enough impact to affect uh, some sort of change in the school board's thinking?
0: Mm, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, my main, I don't have much hope in that. Uh, my main purpose was to find more allies. My purpose in speaking was to find more allies in Roseville mm-hmm. um, to come alongside me. I don't think we're going to change their minds in the public school system. So I'm working with groups on a mass exodus from the public school system because I feel like that's the only solution. Right. The other solution would be to hold them accountable. Um, they need to follow the law. They should not be segregating. They should not be discriminating based on race. And so they need to be held accountable. So, you know, I think it's important that the school districts, um, the schools change for all the kids left behind because you might get a bunch of kids leaving, but then what about the kids left behind and they're learning all this crap and it's going to transform America. And so I think it's really important to do what we can, but I do not have much hope. It just seems seems pretty terrible, but there are a few creative angles that I'm looking into.
1: You said... Our successes belong to us, as do our challenges. And the wonderful thing is we can do better for ourselves. And if I could rewrite that, uh, I I would say what you were saying is you're not letting black kids own their own achievements and challenges. You're arbitrarily assigning them what they believe to be their achievements. And those achievements end up being less than what they would be if they just got out of the way.
0: Yep. Yep. Yep, and I yeah, and I just I believe we can do it. I don't think they think we can do it. We can do it. Even Frederick Douglass, right after there's a, there's my favorite um, writing called What shall be done with the slaves if emancipated? And this is right after slavery ended, and he's like, you know what? We can do it. Mind your own business. When you white, when you white fellow countrymen have attempted to do anything for us, it has generally been to deprive us of some right, power, or privilege which with you yourself would die before you would ha- submit to have been taken from you. Mm-hmm. He talks about how white people are constantly puzzling their brains. What should be done with the Negro? Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, we're sick of being treated as our greatest misfortune, he says, is being treated as an exception to all the general rules. Just treat us as an equal and as a brother. And so I don't think they're doing us any favors by lowering standards for us. And all. We don't need the standards lowered. We can do it. If yep, yep. We could do it then. We can do it now. We are equal. And I just, I don't know if people truly believe that. And there's people of color that are that are saying these messages, too. I want all people of color to know we can do it on our own. We can do it.
1: You told the school board that if you had been inundated with these same ideas, you, you doubt you'd be where you are today. Is that a correct statement?
0: Correct, because I did have a lot of turmoil and hardship, abuse, a mom who was a drug addict, you would go to the store and she would steal food mm-hmm. for us to eat. And I would go with her to the pharmacy and she would, you know, have her fake prescription to get drugs. Like, I, I lived a, it was difficult. And even after my dad took me from her, because he didn't like me living with a drug addict, he, I still faced lots of abuse from other people in life and not my dad, but I had hardship and I made it. And so it makes me really mad when people tell black kids that they can't make it. Even if you have challenges, they can make you stronger. And so it, it makes me mad. And as a kid, I studied Martin Luther King. I just loved him. And I ended up organizing the first Martin Luther King assemblies at my junior high and my high school. And, you know, the messages that they're giving today are contrary to that. And it, and it really bothers me.
1: Where were you raised?
0: I was raised in Seattle, Washington, okay. Kirkland, Washington. Boy. Seattle and Kirkland.
1: <laughs> Seattle right now is even worse than here. You'd you'd be you'd have to make this same speech in Seattle. You'd have to make this same speech in every big city in the country.
0: Yeah, well, I hope that someday I'm not just on the conservative radio stations, that I can reach people on the other side of the aisle. That, you know, my dad is not super political, but when he listened to my talk at the school board, he just said this should be something that everyone can buy into. This is just common sense. And so I'm hoping that, you know, my messages, lots of other people of all different races stating my message and i hope that we are heard i hope we're heard or else we're doomed
1: you raise a great point have you been contacted by any of the media in the twin cities
0: nope just alpha um justice and drew and you you're the only people who have contacted me
1: well that's that's amazing it doesn't surprise me but it's very telling isn't it i I mean i would imagine you think it's very telling
0: because they say they care so much about black lives But mm-hmm. it seems like they're not willing to do Anything that would actually make a substantive difference Like perhaps teach black kids how to read and write The, the achievement gap is terrible in Minnesota For fifth grade proficiency for math It was 74% for whites and 15% for blacks mm-hmm. For reading it was 86% for whites and 31% for blacks Yet when I'm testifying before the Senate on school choice These uh, Democrats are telling me the, the achievement cap is so big because we don't have enough money to teach kids how to read and write, you know. Mm-hmm. But yet, do you know what they do? They spend millions of dollars on the Equity Alliance and mm-hmm. all of these other equity groups to come in and teach kids that they're victims and that they can't do anything, But they need and they need white people to do everything for them. You know, instead of, like, hiring groups to come and teach kids how to read and write, they do the opposite and then claim they don't have any money to teach kids how to read and write. You don't need money. Do you know I many Homeschool parents teach their kids to read and write with no money. Mm-hmm. I so can't. So, anyway, things like that really bother me. I can't. Sorry I rant. No, I, get I want it you that.
1: to. I want you to. I, 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 I find it heartening. Uh, I can't believe your outrage. I, I mean, I can't believe how you must handle your outrage. This is—it's you're, you're being told that your children are less than.
0: I, 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 I,
1: I feel for you that you have to hear that.
0: It's terrible, and the reason I was a little upset after I watched myself at the school board, because I was seething a little bit more than I normally would, but that's because <laughs> about 100 people from this group called the Isaiah Group showed up, and they are this multi-religious ethnic, I don't know what they are, but this group, they all they organized and came to the meeting, and there was about 100 of us, mm-hmm. and then there was about 20, 25 people who had my point of view, mm-hmm. and so before speaking, I had to listen to... About maybe 25, 30 of them talk about how dumb people of color are. So, and, and they also talked about how there are no examples of the CRT in the school. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was especially angry when I was giving my examples. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's really hard to listen to that, mm-hmm. knowing that what they're saying is not true. I- and that they're doing it to help me. Please, help yourself. You guys, white people have enough problems in their own community. You don't need to come into mine and try to do something here. Go fix your own.
1: I love when you also told them breaking news. We are free.
0: <laughs> yes, because I don't think people think we're free, and that's not just at white people. That's at a lot of people. I don't think they think that we're free. I think people think that we're under the same, um, yeah, the same hold that we were with slavery and segregation, and and we can do it. Like we fought to end those laws, and we should be really happy that those laws have changed and that we now have opportunity. I mean, that we were able to have a black president be elected handily twice. That's amazing. Every single election that we can remember in the last 20, 30 years has been hanging chads, Russian interference, arguments about stealing the election. But not with those. Mm-hmm. those were, he handily won. Mm-hmm. The only person who's handily won twice in the last, like, 30 years.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Would it be safe to say you are a critic of Black Lives Matter?
0: Uh, yes, that's very safe.
1: <laughs> I always wonder why don't they show up in Chicago and try to bring some peace to the uh, West Side and South Side of Chicago if they're so concerned about? Because quite literally, there black lives are not mattering.
0: They don't matter. You know, six to seven thousand black lives killed every year. They don't matter. Mm-hmm. And even in Minneapolis, a few weeks ago, a twelve-year-old boy shot by a black person. Mm-hmm. You know, those four kids who were shot—little, um, cute little kids that were shot, mm-hmm. doing nothing wrong, minding their own business. You know, and you don't. I don't get any emails from the school expressing the grief that they died. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. You mm-hmm. don't hear about it because I don't think people. I don't know what the problem is. I just I know Black Lives Matter doesn't truly care about Black Lives. If you look on their website at their seven, um, they've got these like seven goals. Mm-hmm. All of them, like five of the seven, have Trump's name in them. They mm-hmm. are a political organization.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you they see do yourself? What do you color. see your? What do you see yourself uh, doing in the future? Because you you are too, uh, you are too intelligent and too on top of this to uh, to uh, remain silent. What do you see yourself doing?
0: I don't know. Okay, I'm. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm focusing on making change in education. I worked with Senator Chamberlain on trying to get education savings accounts passed. I'm, but I don't plan on running for office because. I don't know. I get too mad, as you can see. Mm-hmm. And um,
5: <laughs>
0: I don't know if I can handle it, but that's not on the list. I'm just keeping my hands open and asking God, you know, what do I do next? But the first thing on my list, which might not sound like a big thing, is trying to organize the black community because if I'm one person coming out here speaking this message, and then a hundred after me come and say, we like this CRT, we want your pity, we want all this stuff, then mm-hmm. it's not going to make a difference. Right. So my goal is to gather you know, huge groups of black people to come out and let these people know we don't want this.
3: Speaking of that, uh, coffee, uh, you had mentioned at the beginning of your, uh, of your speech that you had started the group called Roseville United. Uh, what is that?
0: It's a parent group in Roseville, okay. and there's White Bear Lake United. Um, we just had a meeting of parent group leaders, and there's probably like 50 or 60 parent groups throughout the state who are fighting back. Wonderful. Stuff. And so, yes, if any parents hear me and you're in roseville then you can um go to the website the exodus and there's a contact us and you can email me through that and i will get in touch with you the exodus is just another group i'm a part of it's five black moms and grandmas who are out fighting against crt and blm
1: well, we can't thank you enough. You were doing the Lord's work there. I hope, I hope you continue. Uh, I, I understand why you would not prefer a political future, but there's w- many She's other too ways. smart to run well, you're, for office. Yeah, too damn smart <laughs> to get involved in that BS. But uh, there are many things you could—I understand you've been a garage logician for a while.
0: Yes, I have. For many, many— um... Years, and I, just, I love you guys so much.
1: Well, we certainly appreciate you, and we congratulate you because you did exactly what we've been talking about. You pushed back. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I'd love to uh, stay in touch with you.
0: we Will do. Thank you. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Bye-bye. That is Coffee Monska,
4: and she's the future of hope, as far as I'm concerned. How do you spell Coffee's last name?
1: M-O-N-T-Z-K-A. And I will find that
3: Roseville United uh, group page. I will post that to the, the GL social media channels if people are in that area or know people that are in that area that lo- that would love to connect to, to coffee.
2: She's cool. Yeah. She's I weird. want coffee to run for office. Well, we, no, she's
4: too smart, yeah, John. We need too don't, smart. <laughs> you're right. Don't let her get bogged down in politics. We'll yeah, get, good point. Yeah. yeah. Boy, what an awesome gal. Man. But a
1: great sin is taking place in this country. I, I'm going to frame it as a sin, with these people in the failed academy dismissing these children yep. as less than. It's a crime. It's a crime. If it's not a theological sin, it should be a crime. It's a hate crime. It's a hate crime. It's pathetic. And, and she's an example of a parent who realizes this and says, stop doing this to my kid. Mm-hmm. You're not doing my kid any favors. This is ridiculous. Well, we ain't done yet, so
6: we're going to come back shortly. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group, and this is a time of year we love in Minnesota. The leaves are changing colors, the kids are back in school, and the apples are ready to be picked. So what do apples and insurance have in common? When it comes to getting an insurance quote, many people want an apple to apples comparison. We can't do that at Canopy. Here's why, the Canopy Group, we believe our clients deserve only the best insurance coverage for the best price. That's why we only offer our clients combined single limit coverage. any captive carriers, meaning they only have one option, offered split-limit coverage. That means they can change what they pay you for a claim, depending on how it fits. The type of coverage leaves you open to gaps and on the hook at claim time. This doesn't sound good to us, and it isn't good for you. At the Canopy Group, we're often able to increase coverage from split-limit to combined-limit-single-limit coverage and save clients money. If you want an apples-to-apples comparison, be prepared. The Canopy Group's apples are much bigger and better than the the competition. To make sure you're getting the best insurance, call 800 967 3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com.
1: This next song is about Kenny Olsen. If he's here, jump up and down. What's wrong with this thing?
3: Oh, try it again. Truth, justice, and, and the century. Array. Big back. Yard, thank you,
4: yeah, and thank you, Reavers. I love this song, Um, and I also love Maple Grove lock and safe up in Maple Grove. So, I went down a wormhole. You know, I've been talking recently about how you can go into a big box lumber yard and buy a safe. You know, you can also get them at a farm store. (laughs) Uh, I've seen them for sale in a flower shop. If I find out Spencer is starting to sell safes out of Grundhofer's meat, I'm going to come down there. Well, I'm not going to be able to kick And you're going Spencer's to buy meatloaf. He's too busy yeah. selling meatloaf. <laughs> and I'm going to say, hi, Spencer. How are you doing? You got any of that salmon? <laughs> um, but my point is here, uh, don't go to Spencer for a safe. Go to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Take a look at the Liberty Safe, uh, the brand of safe. They're the best, best protection, best uh, value for your dollar. They can help you. in. You know what? When calamity strikes, your goods will stay good. Maple Grove Lock and Safe... They're at 6901 East Fish Fish Lake Road up in Maple Grove. Rich is the owner. I've been telling you about him for quite a while. He's a good guy. He's going to make sure you go home happy, happy knowing you spent your money in the right uh, place on the right safe. He also sells other brands, uh, but uh, his joint up in Maple Grove, absolutely the best place in the Midwest to pick up a safe and get lock services. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com.
1: Uh i found it incredible that no one has
4: reached out to oh coffee this is what i've wanted to talk about why is it how do i phrase this it came to mind last week with Brett uh, and Heather. You know, I go on and on and on about these two, the Dark Horse, uh, Dark Horse podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're liberals, uh, admittedly so, and they've been pretty much kicked out of the uh, out of the Democratic Party and, and no longer considered liberals just for bringing up common sense issues. And the only place other than their own podcast where they can have their voice heard is, is in what's called right-wing media. Why is that, Such? How come the neighbor doesn't pick this up? How come local TV stations haven't talked to coffee? Uh, the Star Tribune, why haven't the, your paper, why don't they talk to coffee? Well, what is that?
1: Uh, two ways to answer that. The simplest answer might be that they're quite literally unaware of her.
4: Joe, the St. ball business-
1: paper is such a skeleton cast now that it's not plausible that a Roseville school board meeting would get covered. It might have gotten covered in 1967, but it's not getting covered today. There's not enough people, literally not enough people.
4: But people in all employees of radio stations and tv stations in this market they all follow at least one of us probably you probably reavers maybe me they know about this it's their job to know about all stories producers well they They know about this,
1: and we wouldn't have known about her kenny except for our listeners who emailed me about it our listeners turned turned us on to her Remarks and, at the Roseville School and Board, and to back up Kenny's point, I w- will routinely
3: get whether it's an email or a direct message on Twitter, "Hey, how did you discover so and so on the show?" Mm-hmm. I will get that. I will get that on occasion. When
1: she said only Alpha, Justice, and Drew and me contacted her, I was reminded of that guy whose resignation letter from Portland University or Portland State University went viral. Peter Bugajian, is that how you say it? And he said, "Remember this." He said, "No." no one has asked me to to come on their air uh, except what we call conservative sites conservative institutions he said i'm not even a republican i'd love to talk to everybody about this mm-hmm. as would coffee of course she would and the the other way to answer your question kenny is that it's it's more definitive proof that the that the template for news gathering institutions in the main is to not even believe a black woman who
4: yeah.
1: has ideas contrary to theirs. These news-gathering yeah. institutions, the New York Times, the Washington Post, they're the Star Tribune, they're steeped in the ideology that black people must be victims of something. And this yeah. woman is dying to talk to you people.
3: I bet she'll be covered now, after we had her on. Well, I hope so. This, let's,
1: let's tell Jay Coles to go talk to her.
4: Uh, that may have already
1: happened, All right.
4: uh, <laughs> including some other reporters I know. Um, but this runs parallel to what you've been saying about, for instance, uh, the, the race, the mayor race in Minneapolis. He's, he's not liberal enough. It's the far, far left right. fighting the middle left or the left. Right. You know, you can never be far enough to the left.
1: No, the left only runs against the left if the incumbent isn't left enough.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. I, I got a little dizzy when yeah. you said that. Really quick, Joe, uh,
3: before you get to your email. Yeah, we were talking about uh, the, the 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 young man in Saint Paul that had what was it six
1: prior six. arrests? No, he was arrested seven. T- uh, uh, Tyrell Keys. He's been arrested hmm. seven times since uh, April of 2020. And also has five felony warrants.
3: Uh, this was posted 11 minutes ago. Uh, it looks like at around 1.14 p.m., the robbery of a person slash carjacking. Uh, a juvenile juvenile suspects pulled a male out of a vehicle, assaulted him, and took the vehicle, a red hatchback with bikes on the back in the 4,000 block of 28th Avenue South.
1: Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they be in school? Well, I think that when you are told you're less than, uh, I'm not surprised that you would turn to crime.
3: The pipeline to prison
1: is not disciplining your kids. Right. That's such a great line. Hail the flashlight king.
3: Hail, Hail you. you.
1: I always listen with interest when you talk about garage wood, cardboard, and rope. With my, while my garage may not come up to the standards of many GLers, my cylinder index is pretty much uh, low compared to others, I do have something that may need a ruling from the mayor to maybe be classified with the other garage necessities. Garage cable wire and cord. See attach sent a picture. I never throw out an electrical appliance without first cutting the power cord for future use. Thank you. Same Thank for T V same for T V cables and old landline phone cable. I hang bird feeders with it. I attach it to the frames of cork boards I make out of wine corks and discarded pallet wood. And I use it to hang some of my many artworks, my nine-year-old granddaughter paints. It makes a perfect GL sense not to discard usable items. What say you, Doug the barber? I say, Doug the
4: barber, you are absolutely correct. Doug, Doug, thank you. Uh, I will now come out of the closet.
1: I have wire. (laughs) Virtually every
4: single appliance that gets thrown away, I cut the cord off of it and save it. I've got hundreds of them. I don't know why Reavers. Maybe I need it someday. (laughs) That's what fills
1: the definition. You never know when you'll need it. Why throw away something that one day you might need?
4: I I physically cannot throw away an appliance without cutting the cord off. One day you're going to say. It's impossible.
1: Damn it. If I had an old telephone cord here, I could do this with it, and then you have it
4: i use i i use them too Readers, I, I I use them I put right. a furnace in the shop and I needed a long cord to plug it in yeah. went right to the drawer there it was but ten foot serious question three prong.
3: does does any part of your brain worry about the electric, uh, the 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 connection going haywire
1: Chris these are uh...
4: strands of
1: cord and wire that are not connected to anything. Well, Kenny just said he used it for a furnace to plug it in. Well, he rigged something up because he knows what he's doing. Green to green, red to red, black to black. And you're not worried at all? See, I'd be paranoid...
4: Well because you're a oh, moron. I, well of I, course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have Also I'm, I'm no I'm electricity stand okay. out of this conversation. John,
1: do you have garage cord and wire? I, I, I don't. I, do you John
2: garage? fell in his own I'm,
1: garbage can. you yeah, think he has
2: garage kind of, cord? I'm kind of with Chris on this one. I'm not I'm not seeing the uh,
1: No what I boy. see is what I see is the unknown need can be fulfilled. Well here's what I meant by that. that if if I was
3: comfortable right, enough to do electrical work I can totally see that. I I can't though cuz I'm always paranoid I, about you no, you you're, you're, you're I,
1: still misunderstanding I, something. I, all right, I, I, I I too am not comfortable <laughs> doing electrical work. Kay. That's that's not the point. Kay. Uh the point I got from Doug is that he he has come up with other uses for this stuff. Ah.
4: Theme. Doug, I cannot tell you what a great weight has been lifted off my... Sh- I didn't even want to come in today. I almost called in yeah. and said, no, <laughs> screw you guys. I'm so glad I did. Thank you, Doug. John, I have something for you Oh, from uh-huh. Jeff from
1: Brooklyn Park. John, on Tuesday's podcast, you mentioned your love for board games. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I accidentally viewed a YouTube video of the board game Crokinole. I fell in love with the game mm-hmm. simply by watching that video. I ordered a Crokinole... Crokinole game from a company in Canada shortly thereafter. I do not regret the purchase. Take the time to check out any of the numerous Crokinole videos on YouTube. I'm hoping that you might become interested. The game is extremely popular in Canada and they even have tournaments. It's a capital C, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. R-O-K-I-N-O-L-E. I have no idea what that is. Crokinole. And because I don't like board games, I didn't bother looking it up.
2: Oh, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Was Just that a, flicking uh, dexterity
1: board game.
3: Oh. Wasn't that a Beach Boys song?
1: Crocodile. <laughs> 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 no, I don't think so. Jamaica. <laughs> Ooh, I want to take you. Paul Just Langenford. Rocketed right, right over. He's
4: a Beach Boys guy. His hair oh, actually yeah, moved. It went no, over so fast.
2: No Beach Boy fan actually likes that song, Chris. Oh, right. Nobody song. likes but that he song, But would be aware of it.
1: I am poor. aware of it. We're, we're, Crokinole, is, is that part of it? No, no, but
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What is it? It's the
1: awful it's song
2: Kokamole. See? Yeah. yeah. see you get Chris yeah, joke here. Her. <laughs> oh, I
1: got a YouTube. I love lady. you, Joe. I
2: love you, Joe.
1: St. Paul God. mayor candidate They're Paul Langenfeld, <laughs> who we visited with at the fair. Yeah. And he promised that one of the strongest distinctions between himself and uh, Mayor Melvin Carter is he would actually work at the job. And uh, he's noting that he's been working 10 hours a day for the past week, knocking on doors and setting long signs. As I vowed in your interview at the fair on opening day, as St. Paul Mayor, I will work 60 hours a week, every week, for four years. And then he says, hopes to see you at Mancini's on the 29th, where there's a meet and greet with St. Paul Mayoral candidate Paul Langenfeld, who's, you know, he's fighting that uphill battle, fighting that... uh, Liberal establishment in mm-hmm. St. Paul, but he's, he's doing his he's doing his best. Uh, Joe, as I was catching up on yesterday's podcast, you were talking about Sioux Falls. It jogged my memory regarding a radio commercial I heard two days ago. The gist of the commercial was advertising the many, many amenities Minneapolis has to offer. I
3: heard this ad.
1: Much like your commercials for Sioux Falls. So let me get this straight. We defund the police and spend that money advertising Minneapolis as though it's a tourist hotspot. Hold up. Wait a, Wait a minute, minute. <laughs> something ain't right. right. Oddly, there was no mention of last weekend's shooting rates. Just thought you'd like to know, good luck, Randy. Yeah,
3: Yeah, Randy, I heard that same ad. I won't name the station,
1: but I heard that same ad. Only! Only? Only. Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpum, along to South Africa from the traveling Lymans uh, In 1857, on this day. Today. In a homemade balloon... William Marcoux lifts off from St. Paul and landed near Cannon Falls in Minnesota's first balloon ascension. A second flight on October 8th, a feature of a territorial fair, reaches White Bear Lake. I find that interesting because I grew up uh, out at White Bear Lake, and that name Marcoux was very prominent. Really? Yeah. So I wonder if it was a fellow, uh, was a fellow uh, from White Bear Lake named Marcoux. And in 1897 on this day, the library of the Ramsey County, Medical, Ramsey County Medical Society was established by Dr. Ed Beckman, who donated the profits from his development of an improved method of preparing cat gut for surgical use. Ooh. In other words, he probably in, made a new improvement in stitching, and maybe he made sure. him a few bucks, so he uh, dedicated a library hmm. to the Ramsey County Medical Society. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, really quick. Uh, no, oh, go I'm go, not. Yeah. I have a thing I'd like to do. I know. Yeah, but I, what? Go ahead, John.
2: I, I was just going to say William Marcoux, uh, Joe, yeah. uh, was a famous clergyman and balloonist
1: in St. Paul. I'll be so. damned. I'll there be darned. Yes, Chris? Go ahead.
3: No, you go ahead, Chris. I didn't want to interrupt the train well, of thought.
4: Since you two morons can't get <laughs> on the same track, uh every time um we say wait up oh, wait a second, hold up, blah blah blah, uh, it comes from a guy on Twitter right. called The Real Spark. We I just wanted to give him, him before. Yeah, yeah. I want to keep crediting him so cuz we, we we're kind of taking it over and using it as <laughs> our own, but it all comes from a guy called The Real Spark. Get him He's on as awesome. a guest. Yeah. He's funny. That'd be fun. Well, the, we'd have to do some well, editing. We never, I'd, have okay. <laughs> I'd
1: have a little talk with him. Okay. I'd have a little talk with uh, him. But
3: this is coming from the New York Post. Yes. Uh, multiple Black Lives Matter leaders uh, are coming forward and publicly criticizing New York's vaccine passport program as racist mm-hmm. following the uh, altercation at a Manhattan restaurant September 16th. Uh,
1: Kelsey sent me a link to view some pictures of the cargo ships stacked up outside the port of Los Angeles. Mm Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's just amazing.
4: Still there.
1: So then I went and looked up the shipping problem and uh, we find out that uh, the port of Los Angeles just logged its busiest month in history, handling more than a million shipping containers containers in May, more than half of them loaded with imports from uh, Asia. And, The record volume of cargo has overwhelmed longshoremen, truck drivers, warehouses, and railroads. Vessels are waiting up to five days just to get into port, and it can take 10 more days for a container to be loaded on a train. You know why? People don't want to work. Really? Well, haven't we seen that in every example of American life? And Small
4: businesses, big businesses, people aren't working. I We're now seeing that more and more in the news where it's actually being acknowledged that the reason that we're having these problems is because of the unemployment checks and the, the benefits for not working.
3: Well, and that's why this whole joke of this infrastructure bill promoting
4: creating jobs,
3: there's more jobs open right now than they know what to do with. Yeah.
1: So what are you going to do? What are you telling me about Target? More jobs? Target
4: just announced they're going to be hiring hundreds for the uh, holidays,
1: and they're know. reducing the number they anticipate for the holiday season because yeah, people holidays. aren't responding.
3: Right, yep. yep. and they're going so far as to having to do full tuition uh, mm-hmm. reimbursement. Mm-hmm. I think both Target and Amazon are
1: doing that. If well, I'm not Tim mistaken. Bloom at Ecofund Motorsports had the reverse problem. What's that? He suddenly got a delivery of 200 Bentelli e-bikes that he wasn't anticipating until the spring of 2022. They're on his show floor. In addition to their great prices, you can save an additional 160 to $200 per bike. Walk out of there with a free GLT shirt, too. But there's riding season left. And he said, this is great news for a guy in my industry <laughs> if I worked in Tulsa, right? but uh, I'm here in Minnesota and I've, I really have to put on a, a, a deal to uh, bring in customers and help me deplete this supply, which he didn't anticipate until the spring of 2022. That's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake, full line of Yamaha products, youth recreational equipment, gas scooters that turn urban errands into adventures, helmets and apparel service, Uh, It's a really neat outfit. They're expanding, too, by the way, because we've made their life miserable. And now uh, he's got all these bikes. What's he going to do with them? If if, if you want a deal, you're going to get a deal now way better than you get in the spring. And there's still plenty of riding season. Oh, I think so. It's beautiful weather. Uh, So there you are. Go get a Bintelli e-bike and get a great deal on it at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Thank you, (laughs) G-Ellers.
3: Yes. And uh, if you would do us a favor, GLers, join the thousands of Garage Logicians and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel where we are posting daily I'm on, videos. I'm on YouTube right now watching The Real Spark. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. So. Okay. Well, after you visit The Real Spark on YouTube, head on Invite over to the Garage the Logic air. page. Invite I will. him
1: on the air. I will. I will. Now uh, we can ask his permission to say, hold up. Yeah, but wait if, a minute. If, what if he says no? <laughs> Something ain't right, then we'd have to stop using it. Well, then, okay. Oh, boy.
3: Thanks for the Culligan spot, Kenny. Why don't you shut your mic <laughs> uh, off? MN, download that too. We'll catch you tomorrow. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold and GLers. That's exactly what you should do today for that free 48-minute financial consultation and you do so just like I did by calling 952-925-5608 That number once again is 952-925-5608 You call that number and you get Josh and you also get straight talk. You never get sugar-coated advice and Josh is with us once again here in Garage Logic and Josh Today, you have a non-surprise surprise surprise for us, don't you?
8: Too many analysts were of the belief that the Fed, in their meeting that concluded on Wednesday and in their conference call, was going to start immediately with a taper due to inflation rising, and that would create even more trauma, not only in the bond market, with rising yields, that means falling bond prices, folks, which is another reason I'm not a big buyer of bonds actually a non-buyer of bonds. And I do not recommend investors invest in bonds. The Fed followed what they said they were going to do, at least led by by j Powell, And that is something I had said would happen. The Fed would leave well enough alone by not moving on short-term interest rates, by continuing to study inflation, still of the belief that most of the inflation is still transitory though the Fed did acknowledge that they did see some inflation that would be with us. The Fed also indicated that the quantitative easing would slowly taper off at some point in the near future. So that could be sometime in November at their next meeting or in December or even January. They were also indicating the likelihood of short-term interest rates starting to rise late in 2022 instead of 2023. To me, j and the Fed has telegraphed every move any of the fed watchers say inflation hawks think the fed is going to do something drastically different i believe is mistaken with the fed off the table people return to stocks and push the indices up uh, both yesterday that being wednesday and today being thursday so we have a little bit of a we'll call it a relief rally the other we'll say positive that it held back the the market was the concern of the Chinese property company Evergreen or Evergrande causing worldwide bond market contagion. That is also off the table completely, and that gives the stock investors a clearer path. Oil has moved up a little bit as several oil companies have said they're going to be returning capital to shareholders, either through increased dividends or share buybacks, rather than drilling indiscriminately. That is a plus, I'll say, for the oil patch, particularly the drillers, not so much a plus for the pipeline company. On earnings news, the eateries have started to do a little better. Garden Restaurants owner of Olive Garden, And Longhorn Steakhouse reported uh, better sales than expected in that game. They raised their guidance, and that gave a a nice boost to that. And Technology Company and Dow member Salesforce.com raised their guidance, and that is another plus for the Dow.
3: Excellent report. As always, Mr. Money Talk, GLers pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952 925 5608. Straight talk, never sugarcoated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week.
8: Thank you very much, Chris. Talk to you soon.
1: Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.